Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I'm here with Patricia and we're going to talk about persevering, enduring, not the most fun things to talk about, but we're going to talk about them in regards to connecting with our strengths so we can move forward. Hey, Patricia, how are you? Hi, Sarah. How are you? I am great. And I'm happy to be talking to you today. I've actually had a very good day. You're like my sixth wondrous woman I've talked to today, which is always fun. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So you love exercise, right? You're a runner. You're a perseverer. Tell us, tell us a bit about that. Yes, I am by trade a health educator, and I take my responsibility of being a good role model to the people I I, I work with. Um, I provide services to, so I I do. I take uh, I take exercise very seriously on a personal level. It's just really helped me. Um, get through really tough times in my life. And um, once I've started seeing a particular type of pattern (laughs) on a good note and a positive way taking place, I definitely had um, already pretty much categorized it as a part of my life that needed to be in place ongoing regularly, like brushing my teeth um, in order to help my emotional health and wellness, not only physically, helping me be in shape and so forth. I'm 46 years old, um, you know, working on my staying youthful and my agility and so forth. But my mental health and my wellness, um, it has really, really, really helped me propel forward um, Mm -hmm. after, um, you know, just some really rough challenges I've I've, uh, I've, um, faced. So, you faced a, a recent challenge, right? Uh, you, you felt like something kind of, you don't have to tell everyone what it was, or you can, either, either choice, but you kind of faced something recently that you thought uh, knocked you off course a bit, right? Yes, I yeah. did. Um, I, I, I unfortunately had uh, a um, fallout with a, uh, a very close relative of mine. And, um, yeah, I, I felt as if it was a punch in the face and I was knocked down where I felt very discouraged. And I was like, that's one of those times yet again, Patricia, <laughs> how are you going to pick yourself up and mm-hmm. keep going? And so knowing that, you know, picking myself up um, is the only thing I can do. I cannot... Mm-hmm allow for things that happen that you don't see coming, um, keep me down and keep me in bed or depressed or unproductive. I I just can't afford for that to happen in my life. I provide for myself. And so I, I, I have a lot of things, personal goals, personal projects, a book I want to write, uh, future, you know, possible coaching, counseling practice, as I mentioned to you, Sarah, in the past, um, that I want to get to. I have, you know, uh, career goals as far as transitioning into a new type of, uh, um, 
how could I say, another branch under my career as a health educator um, in order to make more money. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't afford being punched out and laid on the floor. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you are punched out and laid on the floor, just to help give listeners clarity, uh, yeah. does that show up as exhaustion for you? Does it show up as depression, anxiety, spiraling? Well, how does that all of, Probably a little bit of all of that. I would say, um, the, I would say it starts with just, um, feeling alone, mm -hmm. discouraged, disappointment, and, hmm, I would say a little bit of like that victimhood, you know, why me? You know, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and that all can, you know, definitely um, spiral you into like a, a few days, a good few days of some good depression. Absolutely. So I worked with one of Tony Robbins' platinum mindset coaches that's coached like several billionaires, and she said something really interesting to me. She said, "As humans, we're always going to feel." what we call difficult or uncomfortable emotions. The secret is getting it from something that takes you out for three years to three months to 30 days to three days to three hours to three minutes. Yeah. Right. She said that that is what it is. It's not because um, even in toxic relationships, we turn off our feelings. We turn off our emotions to survive them. Yeah. And that's dangerous, right? Because then we, our intuition is um, deadened. We, we, we can't hear the, the message. Our body is screaming to us. So we want to be able to hear what our body is telling us, but we don't want it to tank us for several days, right? Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And very, yeah. very true. I would, I like that. What you said. Um, yeah. We need to find whatever it is that's going to lessen and lessen um, the uh, effect that something really bad taking place has on you and how it, how it um, can, um, you know, really paralyze you for a good amount of time. What is it in your life that you do as a healthy coping mechanism to get you from the floor, picking yourself up, you know, um, and getting back, getting yourself back on, on your two feet. Yeah. Exercise yeah, well, has definitely done that for me. Absolutely. So when you are running or exercising and I'm using this very for anyone listening, Patricia is a runner, right? So I'm pulling what she already yeah. loves and what she's already good at and what she already yeah. knows how to motivate herself in. Uh, yes. You know, what does it? I am not a runner. Uh, so that would not <laughs> motivate me at all. And say, so how do you motivate yourself while running? I was like, I don't motivate myself while running. I do not run. Yeah, I do exercise, <laughs> but I do not run. Um, and so it's, but it, this is your unique you know, version of you. This is your, where you feel powerful, right? When, when you're exercising for lots yes. of reasons. So when you are, um, two ways, I don't want to get off the couch. I don't want to run today or, oh my gosh, I can't keep going. Um, how do you motivate yourself in both of those situations? I know what the end result is going to be. I know I'm going to feel way better than after the run, than starting it up. I know 
how I will feel at the startup and during it. I put on my my Christian contemporary running music. Um, unfortunately, because of what's happened to me in the past, I no longer go to church, but I do still believe in God. And I do still maintain my relationship with God. And my form of worship used to be going to church and, um, you know, praising, being a part of praise and worship, listening to the band, you know, um, worship and worship along with them and the rest of the congregation, the church. And I no longer do that, which was mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do. And I basically do that in my running now. So mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, a, it's a moment where I um, integrate um, my, the physical manifestation of exercising along with my spiritual practice of worshiping God, if that makes sense. No, I love it. It's about connection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, connection to, um, you know, in your language, I would say God, if somebody's not religious, you could say source, like, you know, the, the source of energy, the source of power, um, Mm -hmm. connected to the universe, uh, the, but, one of the so if you're sad if you're upset if you feel like you can't go on um one of the most powerful things you can do is a pattern interrupt and one of my I love that you talked about the Christian music because one of my favorite ways to get myself out of a bad mood um or sadness though I do like to give myself uh, a little rope for sadness because I don't want to stuff things down pass them over pretend I'm not feeling something that I am. Um, so many times in my own life, I will schedule sadness. So I'll give myself an hour for yoga because I love yoga and mm-hmm. I'll just be as sad as I want in that hour. And then I'll set the timer and then I create a pattern interrupt for myself. Um, or I'll go into a state of flow. And I'll tell you about both of those. Cause what you talked about is like a connection and a state of flow, which I love. Uh, but a pattern interrupt if I am upset and I put on Stevie wonder music, the chances of me staying in a bad mood are about zero. I cannot listen to superstition and dance around my house (laughs) and be sad. It's it's impossible. Right. I love that song. (laughs) I know. Right. Right. It's like, and uh, so I actually got to see him in concert. I was very grateful. Took my dad for father's day. Um, uh-huh. my sister and I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's what, you know, in LP language, they would call a pattern interrupt. So you're, you're feeling one thing and then you drastically change courses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so music is a, as a powerful pattern interrupt for you, that might be something, um, awesome to change, you know, give yourself a chance to be sad, give yourself a chance to process and feel and care for that sadness. Um, yeah. and but then don't practice a state of helplessness. Correct. Yeah. Right. Uh, because Dr. Joe Dispenza does some incredible work on the, we, we have a chemical component of sadness and a chemical component of happiness and a chemical component of depression. And the more we practice feeling a certain chemical component, just like if it was like the sugar high, right? So if I ate sugar all the time or I never ate sugar, my body would have a different reaction to sugar. 
it's like, oh, here, well, I gave up gluten recently. I'm always giving up gluten and getting back on gluten. And I remember (laughs) for two days, I didn't have gluten and I felt good, felt normal. And then I had gluten again for some reason. I felt so sick and awful. And I thought, oh my word, what is this doing to my body? I don't have celiac or anything, but what is this doing to my body that I'm, am I really secretly this tired all the time, but it's just my normal, you know, um, there's a chemical reaction. Well, and if I'm eating gluten all the time, it feels normal. And then when I get off gluten, it's like, right. oh, I feel great. And then I eat it right. again and it feels terrible. So I notice the difference. And right. if we're sad all the time, our body goes, oh, this is normal. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have to, that's why it's important to feel our feelings, mm-hmm. but not let it go on for so long that we practice the habit of sadness. Right. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And those pattern interrupts exercise is obviously a great way to um, go into, you know, a pattern interrupt and change, change the scenery, change the chemical compounds going through your body. Uh, And for you, it would also be a state of flow. Uh, For me, running would not be a state of flow, but I can play piano. I can do yoga. I can um, do a podcast interview. I can do, do, write an article or write, you know, do something creative. And I instantly go into where I feel the most like Sarah. Yeah, I get that. It is definitely a, a, a flow with me because it's the negative emotions that are connected to, you know, this way of being when something Mm -hmm you know, just hits you, it builds up in my body. And I, 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 I literally, Sarah, I literally feel the toxin build up in my fat, in, in my body. Mm-hmm. I feel it down the back of my legs, the, the, the tightness, the top, the toxic buildup. And I've already learned exercise is the only thing that's going to just break it, dissolve it. And it's going to just disappear. You know, oh, that flow. I love that. Yeah. It's incredible. Incredible. And for anyone listening, I they, I think everyone should exercise. And if you don't love it as much as Patricia, entering, finding whatever is your state of flow. Absolutely. What is your state of happiness? What is your little heaven on earth? Um, I, I exercise all the time, but nothing gets me into flow, like playing piano because I'm creative. I'm making up a song. It's just like, <sighs> like mm-hmm. it, it, that, that's what that is for me. So it can be different things for different people, but, but I, but I think we have a pretty good strategy here. So something happens, the sadness sets in mm-hmm. having a timer, you know, giving space to the sadness, not overlooking it. Maybe it can be you know, 15 minutes at work and you listen to a sad song and, you know, or you just take some time to journal a second or you do yoga for an hour or you just take the night off and veg out on Netflix. Don't do that every night, but, you know, veg out for that night and then hit the reset button. But the important thing is there needs to be a reset button where you on purpose change chemical states. Yes. Okay. And the way to do that is, uh, a pattern interrupts. Maybe you go to a completely different coffee shop where you have to see different people, different things. You can't order your same, you know, it's whatever you can do to not go into habit. 
right? Because when we're in habit, we go into autopilot. And when you're in autopilot, you can stay sad. Yes. And I would say that's even more important, most, I mean, for everyone, but most important, I can, you know, identify myself as an emotional empath. (laughs) And um, I'm a person that, you know, really feels her feelings. Mm. Well, okay, that's great. You know, I can really feel my feelings, you know, which is not the average person, right? I mean, sometimes we're working so hard with individuals to help them feel their feelings, I'm the complete opposite. I will really feel my feelings, you know, and go deep, deep, deep. But like you said, um, you know, give yourself that time slot to be sad and feel the feelings, you know, um, be present for yourself. But there's a time also like you, okay, you know, that that's enough. That's it's done. And, you know, Keep it moving. What do you need to do for yourself now to come out of it? So you keep going. Yeah. And I think when people think about it as in, I don't want to practice sadness too much. I don't want to put too much effort into practicing sadness. That makes sense. It kind of like clicks something in our brain in a different way because it's like, well, if I'm, you know, it's silly for me to practice the piano and then get mad. I can't play the clarinet. Right. I can practice piano because I've practiced piano. It's very easy for me to get to. I'm a I can't even I couldn't play Twinkle Took a Little Star on the clarinet. I can't play anything on the clarinet. And if we're only we want to feel our feelings, not talking about stuffing them down or pretending they don't exist, but allowing them to to pass and then begin to practice other states, more powerful states. And maybe you can't get all the way to happiness, but maybe you can get to um, flow, feeling right. purposeful, feeling um, connected, like you were talking about, feeling um, you know, interested in something, feeling creative. You know, going from depression to happiness can be quite the leap, yeah. but we wanna be climbing the ladder. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, running, like it's never, I'm not a fast runner, Sarah. <laughs> uh, You're but, faster than me. Um, I promise that. It's terrible. With running it's just never been about speed. You know, I mean, if I have a marathon coming up, which I do this coming November, my second one, Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I'm going to train, you know, to not be out there running this marathon for six, seven hours where I'm like in pain. I'm miserable. I'm kind of like left behind because all the runners pretty much in front of me finish. I'm going to train. I'm going to train, obviously, to run my best pace, you know, Mm -hmm. that I can. When I do running leisurely, you know, um, on a regular basis, um, it's never about the, 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 the speed for me. It's, 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 it's the, it's the endurance. It's, you know, one foot in front of the other, um, despite some of the, you know, little pains that comes here and there when, you know, you, you're a runner, um, the soreness, you know, um, the different types of, uh, uh, trails that we're running on, you know, cement versus, you know, um, I guess 
the treadmill or if you're, you know, doing some sort of um, type of dirt road or whatever the case may be, it's all, it, it impacts the body and the legs, the feet um, differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 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 it's tough. Running is tough. Um, I, I respect it. I, re- I respect running. It's not easy. Um, the thing is that it's just never been about speed for me. Of course, I want to finish a marathon at the best pace that I can. And I will do my job to train for that, to, to re- be able to reward myself with that. But on a personal level about just, you know, getting through the tough stuff and coming out of it, um, it's about perseverance and it's about enduring, 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 enduring. And that has no pace to it. You know, that that's your, your bat, your, your own competition, you know, with that. Um, it's, you know, some runs are easier than other runs. Some runs, you know, are, are heavier, more toiling than others. That's how life is. I see, you know, you, when you're running, you know, I I used to listen to this podcast It's called, you know, life is a marathon. And, um, you know, he basically really paralleled the things that happen in life is like us being on that marathon road, you know, and how we have to persevere forward, how we have to you know, keep our eyes in front of us because when you're running, you can't keep your eyes behind us. <laughs> you're going to be running the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and so that's the way I look at running. And that's the reason why I love it so much. You know, it just, I, I just love the meaning, what it represents, what it does for me on a physical basis um, on an emotional basis, mental health and wellness. I, I just, I just love it. I, it's, it's my thing. I'll never be a fast runner ever. I'm an amateur runner. I'm not trying to be in the Olympics or anything like that, but it works for me. And it well, really, and really it's me. strategies too, right? So as you talk about the, the marathon of your life, it's both. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. you know, maybe this is a season of endurance right now, rather than a season of, you know, just ease um but yeah. the strategies right if i was like okay you know i'm training for a marathon i'm just gonna sit on my couch all the time you'd be like what you know it's so right. it's both and you know taking yeah. these strategies in the emotional marathon of okay well i i know i'm gonna have hard things and i'm gonna be sad but trying to schedule that sadness trying to have that ease um and and learning to hit that reset button yeah. You know, just like if you're on a diet or, you know, you hadn't been running for a week and it's like, okay, I need to re- hit the reset button again. I've taken time off, which we all need time off, you know, took it a, you know, taken a few days off from running, but now I hit the reset button. You know, I've taken a few, you know, an evening to be sad, a couple of days to be sad and depending on the situation and I need to hit the reset button. Um, it, as a practice, if anyone's listening to this and they just like found out their husband cheated on them or their grandfather died, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not putting pressure on people to never be sad. That would be a very unhealthy thing to tell you. Uh, what I am, I think what we're both talking about here is in the marathon of life, we don't want to mm-hmm. practice sadness in a way that it's the only emotion we have access to. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, Patricia. Any last words of wisdom? Um, 
I mean, like you said, Sarah, whatever it is that works for you, you know, it definitely doesn't have to be running. It can be, you know, whatever it is that you like. I, I think exercise is just so beneficial, um, you know, on so many levels. I mean, you look up the benefits of exercising. There's hundreds. It's not a handful. There are just hundreds of benefits, you know, and um, I don't think that at times we really get that or see it or see it that way. Um, and it's just something that's there available for us, free, low cost, or however you want to go about in doing it. Um, running outdoors to me is free, you know, um, but I really, really want to encourage, you know, um, whomever is listening to this podcast um, to, you know, really think about exercise um, as part of your strength-based healing mechanisms and and in that toolbox, you know, to help you, you know, um, deal with tough situations that life is going to present itself and knock us down, you know, want to knock us down you know, as a way of, you know, you're, you're a fighter, you're a Mm -hmm. warrior, you're, you can do this, you can fight yourself through this, like you, you, you have the capability within you, you know, to do it, motivate yourself when there's nobody there motivating you, you know, I love Um, that. Yeah. 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 So I, I really just want to encourage whomever's hearing this, to really, really um, think of what exercise would be their go-to. Ugh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Yeah. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.